If I had to pick a no proposal or a runaway bride, I would pick a runaway bride. <laughs> we are so different. See, I say a no proposal. Welcome to What in the Wedding, a wedding planning podcast where we help you expect the expected. That's right. We said expect the expected because while you probably don't have a lot of experience in weddings, we do. So sit back, relax, and listen to us chat all things weddings. Enjoy. Happy December, everyone. We have made it to the last month of 2023, and it's trying to take us wedding vendors out, but we will not <laughs> let it. I actually saw a video yesterday because I think we're all there where we're just like, all of a sudden we're looking at our phones for like 20 minutes because we're like, what time is it? What day is it? What month is it? And it was literally a photographer having a full-on, like, I don't know when the last time I washed my hair. I don't know what day it is. I have also seen those. I always wait until about October of every year to watch the photographers melt down. (laughs) (laughs) And people don't get it. You know, we, with a lot of wedding vendors, once the wedding is done, you're done. You can move on to the next wedding. Wedding photographers and videographers... We still have thousands of photos to sort through. Videographers still have hours and hours of footage to go through. And then we have to sort it and edit it and deliver it. And then it's still not done for photographers. Then we have prints and albums and it starts to pile up. But I will say that I'm surviving better because shout out to my editor, Allie. I do not make it a secret that I have an editor and she has edited my photos since 2021, I believe. This is Shout our third out to one. Allie. Allie, girl. <laughs> I don't. She's the I, lifesaver. I had photographers tell me, get an editor. You, you will be able to do more weddings if you have someone doing the back end stuff. And I didn't believe them and I didn't want to spend the money. And here I am telling other photographers, if you are feeling overwhelmed, and your clients are beating down your door for the photos, get an editor. It's worth it. it. I will never go back. I tell Allie, like, she can continue. I I, I think she listens to these now. She can continue to raise her prices, and I will continue to pay her. (laughs) She's like, side note. Let me keep those in the notes. (laughs) I shouldn't say that, but, you know, I I just, I cannot, I cannot do this without her. But that is not why we're here. We are here because today in What in the Wedding, we're going to discuss Christmas is Coming. Cold weather is here, and it is proposal season. It is. Proposal season has arrived. It has arrived. And what does proposal season mean, Ashley? It's honestly the gearing up for every vendor, every venue. Like, we kind of take this moment to breathe for a couple of seconds, literally seconds, because we know that everyone's getting engaged, even though... People think, oh, most don't get engaged around the holidays because that's such a cliche. It's the cliche is alive. It's here. It's well. It's still it's around to stay. I think it's because all families are together. So a lot of um, partners are like, this is a perfect time. Like, I know that all my family is going to be around. Like, this is a great time to make this happen. So it is still true and tried and true. Thanksgiving through literally the second week in January. Uh, that proposals are at a height. Yep. So it's exciting. It's exciting. And according to our news story today, uh, according to Zolo, Zola, the top months to get married have shifted over the years from April and May to October, September, and even June. So that's when we're getting married. But the top months to get engaged hasn't changed much and is still being influenced by the holidays, time spent with loved ones, like you said, and the weather, which I don't know if I agree with the weather. Who wants to get married when it's cold and you have a runny nose? (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm like, Zola, check those facts. Yeah, let's check those. But (laughs) December still continues to be the top month for couples to get engaged. And as a photographer, this is the time that we get a lot of emails from men or women. Um, I feel like mostly the men are the ones that kind of are like the blind lead, the blind hired a photographer. The women have it have it under control. For sure. I agree. Um, but when the men are planning, no, no hate to you men, but sometimes you're just not not the best planners. Some are. My husband, he he's a planner. But I get these emails from the, you know, a lot of these people getting engaged and they want me to photograph their proposal and they 
it's their first opportunity to get sticker shock. Oh, for sure. They're like, wait, what? Yeah, they expect is it to be a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, they're like it's a hundred dollars, right? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, wait, you can't come out and sit in a park and wait for us to arrive and wait for me to propose, and then after the proposal, do an entire session for a hundred bucks. And I have had people actually ask me to do it. They were like, oh, I thought it'd be like a hundred dollars. Um, and again, I think the women tend to realize what things cost more than the men I I tend to get the sticker shock reaction from the men but for a lot of photographers it's more expensive to photograph a proposal than a regular session because there's so much more that goes into it for sure 100% I agree with you 100% I feel like I don't know if it's we're just detail oriented and we immerse ourselves in information that we're like, okay, we know the general gist of what mm-hmm. this is going to cost, what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Cause it's true. Even all men, like there's a right. million memes out there. Like men have no idea what this wedding costs. <laughs> right. They're just sitting back enjoying right. the drink. Like what was this? Like, right. and I don't even know if it's a gender thing. Cause sometimes, no, right. I, sometimes I have, um, I had an inquiry from a same-sex couple, and one partner was like, yes, let's spend that money on a photographer. And the other one was like, no, we are not. Right. Like, this is a down payment on a car, which <laughs> I understand. Uh, but yes, I'm about to get some emails about photographing proposals. And it's hard because, like, they want you to come out on Christmas Eve. Right. And I'm right. like, okay, not only do you not want to pay me a lot, you want me to come out on Christmas Eve. Right. No, thank you. No, thank you. Politely. I'm sorry. No, thank love you. Love you, but don't love. I love you, but <laughs> no, I wanted to say don't love you. That's stuff to me. But don't love you enough to not miss Christmas Eve with my family. Like, completely yes. understandable. And if you But there's are, a million photographers that will. Yes. And that's what I was going to say. So if you're listening to this and you're getting ready to propose to your significant other, if you hire one photographer to photograph your proposal, which to be clear, you do not have to have a photographer to photograph your proposal that is absolutely a new trend not. absolutely not yeah in this day and age because like they're getting like the prom posals in high school and they're setting themselves up that they have to you know, we didn't do that we're too old for that nonsense oh 100 um, i put my little old lady hat on that nonsense <laughs> my um, old lady hat is on <laughs> but you know they're this younger generation like they they like everything to be documented and stuff if you hire a photographer to photograph your proposal you're not locked in to have that same photographer for your wedding. You can if you want. Right. But if you want to hire a new photographer that's eager to get out there and do things at a lower cost, I was that photographer in 2015, 2016. My prices were low, low. Um, you you can absolutely do that. Don't feel bad about that. And don't feel bad about not asking that person to photograph your wedding or asking that person to photograph your wedding because everyone gets started somewhere. Absolutely. It's actually a really good test. I was going to say, this is like a perfect time to try someone or give someone a chance Mm -hmm. that is just starting out in the business. Like I remember even planning wise, like one of my first gigs was an engagement at uh, the Shades of Green Resort in Orlando, Florida. Like it literally was so fun. It's a military based resort. So um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, But that was one of my first gigs. And I was like, I mean, it was barely no money, but that's okay because I just wanted a part of to be a part of it and figure out that side of it first before taking on full on wedding. So yeah, it's so crazy. That's a good, I never thought about it that way. Do you enjoy being a part of a proposal? How do you feel about it? I used to love it. I would say I don't get many inquiries about that now, Um, but I don't know if I would necessarily get into planning proposals again. The reason being there are so many outside factors that can happen, especially with family, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it should have air. You should have air in your proposal because it brings – those are the funny things. Like, oh, my gosh, he – like chugged like three drinks right before he proposed. I was like, what it was, is this the, is this the night we're having? Are we raging? Yes. Like those are the funny things that happen. I feel like you should have air in your proposals for something to look back on. That's funny. People are going to be surprised, but I actually don't love to be a part of proposals because my anxiety, <laughs> because of what you just said, like, I, you know, like you, y'all have been here for a couple episodes now, you know, that I like things to be just a certain way. And with proposals, you can't 
you can't do that because there's so many things that can go wrong. Oh, half, so many. Half the party of this proposal does not know it's happening usually. So like there's so many things and gears that have to move to make it happen. And then like, I, this is terrible, but I'm always like, what if, what if it doesn't go as planned? And what if there's a no? <laughs> there's I, a no. What, if, what do I do? Like, I can't just be like, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> you just slowly slink away into the abyss. Yeah, yes. it's true. I guess I don't think of that because I'm so I get used uncomfy. to being uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm so used to being uncomfortable as a coordinator that I'm like, ah, it's fine. Like we'll figure it out. We'll my... have a, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she's like don't say no just say yes and then approach it later in a private area. <laughs> like it's like my worst like and I even feel like on a wedding if I ever had a runaway bride I would be able to handle that better than a bat a proposal gone bad maybe oh not. for sure I don't know I guess runaway bride I probably I could say I'm usually a cool with uncomfortable situations a runaway bride for me that would be super uncomfortable. If I had to pick a no proposal or a runaway bride, I would pick a runaway bride. <laughs> we are so different. See, I'd say a no proposal and definitely not a runaway bride in your office. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm tearing up. I just dropped my clipboard. Like, just thinking about it. I'm sweaty. I, <laughs> Hannah's having a meltdown. Oh, She's like, I'm nervous. I'm oh, nervous. It's and it's just, it's just all hypothetical. Oh, we better move on. This is our <sighs> lives. This is our lives. End of year. Like, end of year end of at this year. point. <laughs> Y'all, like, what else can are going to be fun, so just buckle up and enjoy the ride. <laughs> I have one more wedding to go. I can do this. Okay. All right. Do you have any more? Do you have any more in December? What? I have two more. Okay. So I have, I have one right before New Year's Eve. So I know we talked about this, too. It's not New Year's Eve, though, right? It's Saturday. Okay. It's the okay. 30th. So I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. Like, I love that. Well, I was going to go into winds and wombs, but let's just keep going with this. Okay. So <laughs> do you do you tend to – my after Christmas weddings, the vibe is so relaxed. I'm so excited. I honestly it's agree so, with you. It's the, it's, it's the best feeling, which I feel like after Christmas weddings feel like the beginning of the new wedding season because of the vibe. It, I completely agree. It's not wild. Every wedding that I have done the weekend after Christmas is very calm, relaxed. It's like everyone has gotten that party holiday vibe out of their system and they're just zen. And they're having time off. So everybody jokes of that time between Christmas and New Year's that it's kind of like, what day is it? Yes. You know, I don't know. I'm not, I don't have work to do. Like, this is great. So I think that's why. Everyone is right. just in a very moment of Zen and they're like, I don't care about, I don't have any responsibilities mm -hmm. right now. I just have to take care of my family and they get to wherever we need to go and have a good time. So I think that's why it's so relaxing. There's not all the stress of the outside world with work and everything. These holiday weddings in between Christmas and New Year's is very much like I have all the time in the world to get done what I need to do. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that brings the comfort. I agree with that. I know. Oh, it's, thinking. I, I really started to think about that because I've done, I guess, working at venues so frequently earlier in my career that I have, I used to do a lot of weddings in between Christmas. Like I've had Christmas Eve weddings. Like when you're at the mercy of working for a venue, they make your schedule. So mm -hmm. I didn't get to choose my weddings, you know, in the early start of my career. So it's one of those things that I've seen it all from Christmas until New Year's. That's and it was true. always a it was always a very low stress, yes. comfortable vibe. Also, a lot of second weddings, third weddings, like oh yeah, they want to get married around the holidays to have all of their family. They're blending their two families that they you know, bring, right. basically blending both of their families. Got to get my notes out here. <laughs> We're always mentioning talking these about episodes, second and so third weddings. <laughs> yeah, and well, blending families. <clears throat> Pardon me, blending families. Uh, that can be very difficult, and it can also be very heartwarming at the same time. Yes, so. I agree. All right. Let's do our wedding wins and womps. All right. <laughs> wins and womps. I have a win. Okay. Tell me the win. Tell me the win. I love the win. started out with a womp. Uh, so last month, I had a Catholic wedding, which was my 
oh my second church wedding of the entire year. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. I don't know I've if had it a lot was... this year. Oh, really? Well, that makes me feel better because I didn't like, and I'm not an overly religious person. So when I say that makes me feel better, I just thought maybe like it was like not a thing anymore that people Great. just weren't going to get married in a church, um, especially a Catholic church. Catholic weddings tend to be less and less and less and in. I talked to the priest and they said, that's just, just, just how it is anymore. No one wants to get married in the Catholic church, but this was a Catholic church wedding. And I got to meet this priest, uh, who had come in from out of town. He was like a, he had been the priest for this couple or at least the groom for years and years and years. So he wasn't at this church anymore, but he was invited back to do their wedding. So I did what I always do. And I, first thing I do when I go into anyone's church is I, you know, I tell my assistants, which my assistants by now, they know, they know how we roll, but I always remind them no matter what, like, this is not our house. This is a house of worship. This is their house. So whatever their rules are, that is what we are going to follow, which a lot of vendors do not respect. And that's why we get a tour of the church that says where can we can stand and where we cannot. And before I talk about right. this particular situation, People who are listening to this who don't know this are probably like, oh, God, like they give you a tour. Like I had one priest that sent me around with the, he was like, that guy will let you know where you can stand. And I literally got a tour of the church and it was you can stand here. You cannot stand here. You do not any under any circumstances come to this like pew. Um, and listeners are probably thinking like, oh, like what? But no, there's a reason why they make these rules. It's true I have, because it's their pulpit, their house of worship. Like it is their, even though they're the vessel for, I'm, they're the vessel for God, you know, it's still their and for the marriage. church and for the marriage. Yes. Right. It's very, very, there's so many rules within the Catholic church. But that's I think because. Sorry, I'm glad you're bringing this up. No, you're good. I'm glad you're bringing this up because this is like a side note for all Catholics who are like, okay, I'm getting married in the Catholic church. And they only are like, they know the Catholic church every Sunday. They don't know the Catholic church marriage wise, like, Correct. because they've never gone through it. So I'm excited for you to talk Correct. about this. So I second shot for photographers when I was brand new. Most photographers, when they're new, you, you're a second shooter first before you're a primary shooter. Um, so I was kind of doing a little bit of both. I was I had a few of my own weddings booked that first and second year, but I was second shooting for other photographers underneath them too. Had some great mentors. Um, actually, your wedding photographer was ironically one of my mentors whenever I was new. <laughs> Shout out to Carrie. We should get her Carrie on here because her yeah. energy matches our energy. Um, For sure. She was amazing. So I want to be clear that she's not one of the ones I'm talking about because I do advertise a lot that I was her second shooter. There were other photographers that I shot for that would run around the church in heels during the ceremony and you could hear the click, 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 click. You know, we ha I had one photographer, she got up behind the officiant and was running back and forth on the altar. And I was mortified because people are shaking looking at my me head, shaking my head because I'm associated with this person. Now, I never right. went back in second shot for that person, but that's why, <clears throat> pardon me. That's why these people make these rules. That's why these priests, that's why these officiants make these rules in church because there have been people who have broken the rules. So I go into this church and I, first thing I do, find the priest, found him, shook his hand, said hello, introduced myself. And he right away said, you know, you're not allowed in the center aisle. <laughs> like, all right, this, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> Hi, you're not allowed in the center aisle. <laughs> oh, it is seven. It is seven o'clock in the morning and I am froggy. I'm sorry. But anyhow, so he... I'm thinking, okay, that's how it's going to be. So, I, and I'm used to this. I've been banned to like the top, like overlook area before. So that's fine. No problem. So I said, so, okay, no problem. I did what I always do. And I said, what if I, I'm not in the center, but I stand at the first pew with mom so that I can get the groom coming down the aisle and the bride coming down the aisle. And then I will skedaddle to the back and I will park it there. And he's like, but not in the center. I'm like, Okay. He's obsessed with that center. I said, but 
can I stand with the mom? He's like, I'd rather you didn't. Can you stand at the end? And I'm thinking, well, yeah, but once everyone stands up, I'm not going to be able to see anything. Oh, yeah, you'll just see people. And he did say, he did interrupt me, and he said, well, you can sit in a pew. Like, why don't you go reserve a seat now? And you can sit in a pew, and that's where you can take pictures from. And in my head, I'm like, okay. So that's where my assistant's going to go. Because I don't want right. to get myself locked in. You sit in a pew in the aisle, you are locked. If you, you are, are not locked. allowed in the aisle, you can't get out. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's where my assistant's going to go. So then I thought, okay, I said, well, what if, like, what if I stand in the back, but in the middle, but like, I don't come near. He's like, you're going to need a long lens. I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about. Okay. Yes, yeah. I have a long lens. I can do that. Is that okay? He's like, yes. I'm like, perfect. And he did say, and you can go down the sides. I'm like, well, that's great. So thank you. Um, and I respect those rules. When I get these rules, I respect them. And the reason that people get these rules put on them is because they break them and they don't respect the rules. So then these priests and officiants are like, well, the last photographer that was here was running amok and causing a distraction. So now I'm going to have to tell all future photographers. And I get that. And I respect it. Right. So it all worked out. My assistant got great photos. The couple was aware of it, too. That's the other thing. They knew that these rules were going to be put on me. So they weren't expecting pictures from the center of the aisle. They even asked me, like, I said, okay, I talked to the priest. We're all set to go. I'll see you at the ceremony. And they're like, is everything going to be okay? I'm like, yeah, everything's going to be fine. And it was. And afterwards, I went okay. up and thanked him, which I always do. So vendors, yeah. if you're listening, be respectful. Yes, talk to please. your officiants. Yes, yes. Um, talk to them. I thank them. I thank them for allowing me to take pictures because there are some Catholic churches mm -hmm. that do not allow photographers to photograph any oh, part yeah. of mass. Nothing. Yes. And that's a coordinator too. Like they come up to you and they're like, they want you to be their representative too and be like, you remind these video and photographers that oh, they, and yeah. I'm like, sir, I don't work for the church. <laughs> But they just, like, want that extra help to enforce their rules. Which right. It's just you have to laugh about it. And you do. And, 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 again, the people who get mad and disrespectful, and I have a story that I'll tell on another day about a video team that flat out disrespected rules and went against what the priest said just to do it. And he stopped the ceremony and asked him to leave. But that's a long story. But at the end of it, I went up and I thanked him. And so thank you for letting me take pictures. Like, it was a great ceremony. The couple's so happy. And he said to me, he's like, thank you very much for respecting the rules. You have no idea how many people come in here and do whatever they want to do. And I'm like, no, I absolutely know that that happens to you. Oh, he said sure. that one photographer climbed on top of the roof of the cry room. And if do you know what a cry room is? Yes. Yeah, where they put the yes. kids and the babies. He yeah. said one photographer got up in the top loft and climbed down on the roof of the cry room. Oh, my. <laughs> the will. So the that was. Will. I, I, yeah, so that was my win. It, uh, you know, Priest was happy. I was happy. My assistant rocked the owl photos, got oh, everything so that we exciting. needed to get. I was able to get the groom's reaction from the way side of the church with my long lens. And I was allowed to stand in the back in the center. Uh, but I did not cross the, the first that pew in the back. I stayed way back. So photographers, if you are new and you are doing a Catholic wedding, you should either call the priest ahead of time or and get an idea of what you're going to be allowed to do or just play it safe and if you don't have a long lens rent a long lens um borrowed lenses shout out to them don't know them that's just where i used to rent gear from is where i get my stuff from it's a hundred dollars it, it it's worth it oh for sure be for prepared sure. yes i love that win because yeah. i also think it was informational win like hey if you're getting married in the catholic church understand it is going to be understand that your photographer and video are going to have to follow rules yes. of that church on where they're allowed to stand for those pictures and be okay with I'm not going to have that tight in close shot of right. us getting married and it, it's not just I should be clear it's not just Catholic it's almost always oh. Catholic always I can Catholic. pretty much guarantee yeah. you if you're doing a Catholic wedding there are going to be rules but there are other churches that will Absolutely. also give you rules. So, oh, yeah. Not just Catholic. Yeah. yeah I've had be prepared. But Catholics are pretty much 100%. You're going to get some kind of rule. You know, some are more lax than others. And 
with, again, with experience, I had one priest years ago and he has now passed away and I miss him because he was, he was wonderful. Um, but at first he's, he's the one that had the music director give me the tour. And he's so strict that at, like if the ceremony starts at one thirty, he locked the doors of the church so that people who were late <laughs> could not get in and interrupt. He's like, like, goodbye. You're like, late. strict, strict. But wedding after wedding that I did with him and wedding after wedding that I followed the rules, I would roll into his church and be like, hey, Father, same rules apply. And he'd be like, hey, Hannah, same rules apply. I'm like, all right. And that was <laughs> literally that. our conversation at the beginning of our weddings. And the last wedding I did with him, he stayed for the reception, danced with the bride. And at the end of it, he gave me a hug. Aww. And it touched my heart. And I Absolutely. miss him dearly. But that's just respect the rules. And eventually you will gain the trust and respect of the priests. And then you, I don't want to say the rules become more lax because the rules are the same, but they're not watching you because they trust you. They trust you. Yeah. So that was my wedding win. I love it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on <coughs> to theme your Christmas wedding or your winter wedding. I got married December 13th, yes. so my anniversary is very soon. Yes, it is. 15 years. Oh, Hannah, that's yeah. awesome. That's I got married exciting. very young. Uh, but yeah, That's so, okay. That's okay. Yeah. I don't love the, oh, you need to wait. Like, you right. know when you know. That's yes. it. And you we're a military person. couple and a lot of military families. And couples get married younger because of health benefits and all the things. But yes. themed Christmas weddings versus winter weddings. <clears throat> I have done more winter weddings than like full-blown Christmas. How about you? Same. It's more winter themed than it is Christmas. I've actually done only a few of the like actual Christmas. Same. Same. Holiday. Um, yes. I I think I did a red and gold and it was very poison, but it was actually after Christmas. It was one of my after Christmas weddings and it was very still heavily. And I think that that reflected the fact that the venue that she booked was still going to be decorated for Christmas and Christmas parties. So I think she just rolled with it, which is a great way to save money. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I was going to say, if you're after Christmas, you hit those shelves, it's like 80% off. Like that's amazing. Ooh, good point. And, and do it the year before if you're planning, obviously, like you don't want to do it the week of your wedding. But um, a lot of my winter weddings will have hit the sales after the previous holiday, like the year before. Smart. Yeah, actually, my wedding that was just happened uh, early this December, she was all like winter logs, like snowflakes, mm. like very like warm and cozy cabin feel. Love. I know. I love that, too. So it was like a lot of like hunter greenery, like pine like just pine cone vibe like it was awesome I loved it good so if you're gonna get married this time next year you need to be hitting the sales after Christmas yeah I usually recommend to my because honestly I you know me even as a coordinator I chat with all of my couples um at least a year in advance to kind of just help them give them a guide to like what's coming what they where they need to be and if they are wanting like a certain aesthetic I'll tell them when the best time to hit it is like if you're a spring bride you should have hit that spring, like right. even like all. If you go to like Hobby Lobby and jo uh, Joanne Fabrics and Michaels, they're gonna have your color palette, like all the pastels for like a spring wedding, right after like Easter. It's all gonna be oh, like eighty yeah. percent off. So everyone's like, "Oh, it's Easter decor." It's not. It's a lot of your pastels, like paper candles, um, like um, cocktail napkins, like things you wouldn't think of. So I always tell everyone to whatever even in the summer like you hit it after the summer season like you're gonna get a lot of that same aesthetic that you're looking for huh. if you're like a DIYer if you're a DIY in it which you know I love my DIY brides that's how I started my business it, my business actually started as plans for perfection supporting the DIY bride oh I love that yeah that's how I started I was like I literally offered that was pretty much all I offered was day of coordination and set up and tear down for DIY brides and families. That's Those were the only two packages I had. And look at you now. You were at like a huge <laughs> venue recently. Yeah. In the middle of the city. It's I know. It is funny. You're like, it's am I going to do happens. city weddings? I'm like, here I am. I'm in the city. I know. When I get in the city, I'm like, what do I do? Country girl <laughs> gone wild. 
<laughs> Literally, we're saying, we're like, woo, the big city. Like, we made it. It was awesome. I know. All right. So whenever, you know, what if what if you're in this city and it's windy and it's cold? If we are in cold weddings, how are we preparing? I know. It's cold, oh, cold. Yeah, it is cold, cold. I always recommend, so welcome bags are a good place to put, like, hand warmers, um, anything, like, if you want to put in, like, a small blanket, I do recommend a shuttle. So if you have a ceremony that's off-site or further away, like prime example, she just brought up um, my wedding in the city. Her ceremony and reception were at the same venue, so it was perfect. Once guests got inside, they were good to go. Um, it was actually a pretty – I would say it was like a perfect day. It was like 60 and sunny, so you can't get more perfect than that. But um, fast forward to like if you're getting married at – uh, one of the venues that I is right next to um, the reception venue I was at was Phipps um, Conservatory, which has a, like a lot of garden oh, yes. venues that are like mm-hmm. um, some are super warm and some are super cold. So you just have to be prepared for that. Um, I always just recommend doing those little favors for your guests. Your guests are always going to prepare for the weather. But even like I even recommend like umbrellas for rain and things like that just to make your guests comfortable um, for attending your wedding. But definitely shuttle service with that has heat. What about if coat checks? Doing. Are coat checks still a thing? Coat checks are still a thing. It just depends on the venue. Some venues offer it. Some venues do not. Um, if you don't have a coat check, a coat rack. So the venue That's should have thinking. a coat rack. That way your guests can put down their coats before they head into reception. Because once you get into the venue, it is hot. Like It's not hot, yeah. but once you get bodies in there and dancing, it is definitely going to change um, the temperature of that room. So... See, I never pay attention to coat racks because I am just running, running. And I know, you know, we've talked about that. It's so, yeah. it's, it, it's harder to, to photograph anything and work in any kind of cold weather because you're, you're confined. You have jackets, you have scarves, you have fingerless gloves sometimes, which I don't love my fingerless gloves. I feel like they like still right. gum up my hands. I can't move my hands the way that I need to move them. Right. Uh, but I do prepare my couple's. I bring hand warmers. They, you know, they don't think about that kind of stuff. And even if they do think about that kind of stuff, it gets left behind. Oh, for they're sure. Not thinking, things. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're not thinking about hand warmers and stuff like that. And I do always try to remind them, bring your coats. Like, you know, I know you're not going to be wearing them in your pictures, but I will put jackets on, especially the ladies. Um, and they still have their jackets up right until like, I'm getting ready to take the pictures, like their pose, they've got their bouquets. And then I usually have them just drape their jackets instead of put their arms through it. That way that my assistant, I'm like, all right, ladies, here we go. And my assistant will just run down the back of them and just like plink their coats off of them. And then I, you know, picture, 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 picture. And then as soon as we are going to change position or location or pose, my assistant runs back and gives them all their jackets back. uh, Because, things that people don't think about from my perspective is that if you're fair skinned you get like kind of like I don't want to call it a ruddy look if you're a nurse you know what I'm talking about but to explain it like you get like that purpley pink splotchy that makes sense I didn't think about it that way yeah yeah so those are things photographers have to think about if you you know I don't want to photoshop those photos uh and it's not the couple's fault you know people say oh, well, it's not their fault. It's cold. Well, they got married in the cold, but you're right. It's not It's not their fault that they have a friend or the bride is getting splotchy because she's cold. Like, I'm lucky. I have a, a darker, more green-yellow skin tone, and so I don't get – you probably get splotchy I'm, when you're cold. Yeah, I'm red. I have red tone, yes. so I just turn into, right. like, a big purple red. Right. So – your photographer, see, I don't Photoshop that kind of stuff for every single photo. I Photoshop it if it's really noticeable. Like I, like if if I don't want to deliver, and this just comes with price point and caliber of photographer as well. It wasn't something I always did, but now I'm not going to deliver a gallery with splotchiness if I know the bride is going to be like, oh, I don't like my photos. It's so splotchy because exactly. they can't visualize a non-splotchy photo. For sure. But there are other weddings where it's just like it's so many photos that I, I warn them ahead of time. I'm like, hey, like when you see them, you're gonna see that you had a, you know, you you had a red nose and you had, you know, red, purpley fingertips around your bouquet at the close up shot. Don't panic about that because anything. My policy is anything that you print because my packages include prints and products. Um, your prints get photoshopped. Additionally, for people that are new to editing, like everything is edited. When I say Photoshop, that's like additional, like 
going in and nitpicking every little spot and retouch and things like that. That's Photoshop work to me. So every print, every album, um, you know, anything that is going anywhere that's not just the digital gets additional Photoshopping. So I remove the red from their nose and their fingers. And if they're splotchy, their skin gets fixed and they're not splotchy. Things that aren't there in real life. If that wasn't there on a normal day for you, I Photoshop it out like a, a scar from a surgery or anything like that that's on you all the time. I'm pretty firm with my couples. I'm like, we don't want to remove that stuff because people will know that we photoshopped your photo. Wait a minute. That birthmark on your right arm that you literally (laughs) had since obviously birth is not there. And I will do it if it's something that my couple's like, no, it really bothers me and I don't want that. And that's totally fine if they push, but I always push back a little bit and I'm like, even if that's the only thing that we retouch in Photoshop on your photo, people are going to wonder, what else did she Photoshop? Even though exactly. that's just I didn't you. think it that way. Yeah. The only, and I tell them, I'm like, you look fab. Like I didn't smooth your skin. I didn't, you know, do this or that. But if I remove something that's there all the time they're going to wonder what else I did. And, it, and I didn't do anything. But red noses, purpley pink fingers, splotchy redness on your chest because you're cold. I do remove that stuff because it's not there in real life. I mean, it's there in real life, but it's not there all the time. See, I just, this is why it's so good that you have the whole other side of it. See, for winter weddings for me, I'm not outside usually. Like, I'm like, have fun with a photographer. Like, I don't have to worry about any of that. Like, <laughs> bye-bye. <I'm, laughs> bye-bye. Like, have the best time. Um, but I do sometimes recommend, like, hey, don't, especially with family, if you have elderly in your family for family formals, like, do the family formals indoors. And if you want your bridal party, some outside, you, we know this bridal party takes maybe 15 to 20 minutes. And then they're out the door, depending on how many that they want of their right. bridal party. But that way that you and your as your partnership like you literally can head outdoors and spend as much time as you want outside because that's what you wanted so I always usually recommend that too like think about you just don't want your bridal party I guess you probably see this more than I do because you're outside with everyone bridal party that's like whining or complaining Mm -hmm. about how cold it is and it's kind of like ruining your experience of getting photos out because I was a winter ride you know this life Mm -hmm. too I was a winter bride I was like, I don't even feel like it's cold because I was just so excited to be outside getting pictures with my husband. So I feel like you're in that euphoric state where you're like, how cold is it? I don't even know <laughs> because you're like, I want to be out here getting pictures with my husband. Right. And and I and you're you're right because that actually happened to me my last wedding. The bride and groom are are in the moment. They very rarely feel the coldness. They feel the heat. I can, you know, sure. my summer brides and grooms, they are hot. Um, yes, but you're right. They don't complain so much about the cold. But photographers, two things. Ashley said that grandparents and, and whatnot should be photographed inside in the cold. That's correct. But regardless of your season, regardless, I don't care what month you get married, you should ask your photographer to do grandparents and children first. Absolutely. Family no, formals like first. first meaning fam during not like first thing in the morning. Um, first during family formals. Eight o'clock AM. <laughs> Wake those kids up. Um, grandma's still got curlers in her hair. No. Um, but no, they should go first. You should ask your photographer to make them go first because regardless of the weather or the situation, the elderly tend to not be able to, you know, stand sitting for a long period of time or standing for a long period of time. So you want to get them done first so that they can go. Also, um, children, short attention span, parents want to go to cocktail hour. There's lots of things that go into children. They should go first as well. So elderly and children, let them go first. You know, curate your photo list so that any photo that those people need to be in, even if grandparents need to be in aunt and uncle pictures, those should go next. Um, bridal party pictures, like if you need to slip in bridal party pictures so the very young flower girl and ring bearer can go do that. Um, so that it, it makes for a better experience too, especially with kids. They can just go, you know, yeah, and have enjoy. a good time. Yeah. Don't make them crabby by standing there for a half an hour. Or taking or them outside. Yeah, no way. Um, I agree and- 100%. The other way uh, photographers and or couples listening to this, because I know we have like a good mix right now. We, we have do. a good mix of listeners, which I love. Yes, um, yes. That wasn't really on purpose, but we're doing great. <laughs> we're amazing. <laughs> yes, we are. Listen, four, five stars. No, I just kind of, that, that's just us, guys. Like, we're, 
we're just we, literally that. That's we why we started this. this. Like, <laughs> we don't. Like, if you think we planned this, like, we didn't. I texted Anna this morning, like, hi, I'm dead. This is what we're doing. She's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, we just jive, we roll with it. Yep. Here we are. Yep. So, something I wanted to bring up that I didn't know if you would think about. So, I always like to mention this for anything around the holidays in winter in general. Um, your venues may be having events that pertain to the holidays. Uh, they're going to have an uptick in busyness, especially in the December month. January, not as much, but sometimes in the beginning of January, where I find a lot of winter weddings happening at the beginning of January. Um, you just want to prepare for that because some can't get into their venues until like three hours before. Mm-hmm. So a lot are like, they find this out at their planning meeting that most venues do about six to five months prior to your wedding. Do not be shocked if your venue does not contact you until like six or five months, even up to three months before that they'll bring you in to do like a planning meeting with you. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we have a breakfast with Santa and that doesn't end until 12 o'clock. So the room won't be set until 1.32 and your cocktail hour starts at 4.30. So then it's panic mode. Sometimes I'll get emails or inquiries at this time that's like, wait a minute, Ashley, oh my gosh, I inquired with you a couple of months ago. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't think I was going to need like a setup and tear down, but I do. Completely fine. You just want to be prepared to ask those questions ahead of time. So rather than being stressed about finding someone last minute due to availability, that you ask those questions ahead of time. Like, hey, what events do you have going on? Does it affect my venues, my ceremony? If you're getting married at a venue that has a ceremony and reception, does it affect my, you know, my ceremony reception setup and teardown? So those are a big things that people don't think about, about what your venues are doing. Well, because your wedding, as much as when we've talked about this a million times, your venue is loves that you're having your wedding there, but they also love all the other things that they're Correct. having going on it's as business. well. It's business. They have bills to it's pay. It's business. Yes. This they have time other of events year, going on. yeah, this time of year for a lot of vendors is very busy because of the holidays. So, huh, that's not something. I mean, it's, it's I shouldn't say it's not something I've never thought about because it's happened to me a lot. We just we had a a breakfast conference thing in the ceremony space of a venue we did back in October. Wow. I remember flying around in the forest, we're standing outside, and I'm like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" They're like, "Oh, just." Just waiting for people to finish eating because the the the, the, the thing the was over, yeah. but people were lagging because they didn't know that like, oh, no. hey, there's, there's a wedding like a ceremony, ceremony in a few hours. Yeah, get out of here. But that just reminded me, I I have a that's my going to be my wedding want for the next episode, and I'm because what you just said, something big happened to me years ago, um, in regards to them having something in the morning and then there being oh, a wedding in the no. afternoon. Good, good. Okay. Especially if you don't have a coordinator and you're kind of like, at that point, it's like mom steps in, sister steps in, aunt steps in, like what is happening? And then naturally they're your family. So they come right to you as the bride and and like, Hey, this is happening. And then you're like, like, I get it. You're trying to get ready. You didn't expect this. If the venue didn't tell you there was an event ahead of time, um, just because they're like, Oh, it'll be plenty of time. See, I think I know this side because I've worked with so so many hotels. Mm-hmm. Hotels are like, oh, it's like two hours in between that end of that luncheon and the start of your ceremony. It's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it absolutely is. You can transition really quickly. Other times it mm-hmm. is not. You have to find out what the decor is for that ceremony. How is there an aisle runner? Is that coming in? Like those things take time to set. Yep. And guests are going to arrive anywhere from an hour you know, 45 minutes to a half an hour before. Yep. And that's where I'm going to go with it. So spoiler Ooh, alert, tune it. in next episode. It was a doozy. Oh gosh, oh, I'm scared. Probably Ooh. one of my most stressful wedding. And I was brand new. It was like my fourth wedding ever. You're like, hi, I'm dying. <laughs> yes. Okay. Circling back to cold weather. We talked about in episode four was that our spring and summer episode we I talked think about that was spring and summer we, yep. we talked about our foggy lens my foggy lenses and this and, would happen in yeah so winter. guess what happens now that it's cold it I can't, freezes yeah i can't pack my car the night before because right. the batteries drain overnight so i have to keep so i like i stage everything that can't go in the car like right inside my front door so that in the morning I throw all that in my car and off we go um 
at the very bitter cold weddings, uh, listeners remember we're like in the Appalachian Mountain area uh, outside of Pittsburgh. It can get under 20 degrees easy oh, in the sure. winter. And Absolutely. if you've ever been at a sporting event or a concert and your your cell phone starts to gum up and like slow down because it's it's frozen, that's what our cameras can do. So there have been weddings where I've left my car idling and we have one camera sitting on the dashboard just staying warm. And as the camera in my hands and my second shooter's camera starts to gum up and slow down, she switches them out for the warm camera while we let that other one. Um, you better hope. wild. I just don't think about these things. You you better hope your videographer and photographer have a lot of batteries, um, because they drain very quickly. And it's such a fine line for like a question to ask because there's a lot of photographers and videographers. If their clients start asking those questions, they're going to red flag them and not want to book them. Which is true, but I guess it's good to be like, hey, are you used to, I guess a good way to question is, are you used to shooting in like a winter style wedding, cold weather wedding? So, so yeah, they, and our batteries for our cameras, like they're over a hundred dollars a battery. So if you have five batteries, that's $500 just for batteries. Wild. And so I get it. it. It's a huge expense, but that's something that you need to prepare for if you're going to do winter weddings and you're going to be shooting outside. They're going to die very fast. You know, we we keep hand warmers in our pockets because it, our fingers get so cold that they're numb and you cannot feel the buttons. We did a, our 14 degree wedding a couple years ago and the videographer, like I saw him like shivering. Ooh. And if we shiver... Our You're photos shaking. aren't in focus. Right. Yes, yes. And he had his camera on a tripod, and I, his wife was his second shooter. And, like, I held up a hand warmer and showed her because I was like, I don't want her to think I'm putting my hands in her husband's pockets. <laughs> but, You're like, get over here. I'm going to stick my head in your yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put my hands in your pockets. So she, start, she, like, shook her head. Yeah, and I handed her one. And then I was activating more because – it was a first look kind of moment and I just like snap, snap, snap. I prioritize the videographer's coverage. I take a few photos, but if they have a videographer there, their footage is more important than my footage. Absolutely. So I was just kind of like standing back because I had taken what I needed to take and my assistant was still taking a few here and there. You don't want to hear, I mean, I have a silent mode on my camera, but a lot of cameras don't. You don't want the video to be hearing your clicks. You don't want to be like photographer, new photographer, shout out. Don't be the click, 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 click. Like no one wants to hear that in their video. And with lav mics and mics on the the tuxes, that takes away a lot of it. But if they're using a microphone on their camera and you're standing beside them, it's going to pick up your clicks. Absolutely. Try to to chill. So maybe activate some hand warmers (laughs) and give them to your friend. So I slid them in his pocket and his face was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Um, And I work with him a lot. He's super sweet. So um, I do that to prepare just generally like have tissues ready again we don't want brides having runny noses they're gonna have red yes, noses so there's nothing tissues. you can do about it maybe suggest to your brides or brides if you're listening or grooms make sure you have a jacket you have a shawl you have yeah a very warm there's so many like fur shawls out there now yes. like I had a fur coat like mm-hmm. that fit perfectly around the top of my dress like you need something anything yes. you have to be prepared for and that. then also just because it's cold doesn't mean it's not gonna be wet Yes. My issue at my own wedding was I had, again, I got married 15 years ago. I had a big satin ball gown. And when I was attempting to get in the limo, the limo was covered with that like salty slush. Yes, slush. So we had to like, they put two white towels in the sides of the limo and then someone like pushed my dress in so that it didn't drag the sides of the limo as I was getting in. So think of that like slush in a parking lot. You're going to have the salt melts things. You're going to have the slush and the gray, black. I mean, think of your car. Think of what the side of your car looks like in the winter when you're driving down the road. You don't want your dress, you know. So my hack is uh, white plastic Dollar Tree tablecloths. I carry them in my car. Smart. And I put them on the ground where I'm going to be photographing the bride. And then she stands on it. And then we tuck it all around her, under her dress. So you can't see that it's there. And then... Once you do that, you pretty much have to assume that she's not moving because every time she moves, you're going to have to pick it up and move it somewhere move else. It. And then the bottom of it's icky and it's a, it's a whole it's a whole procedure. But that that's a way. Um, don't expect your photographer to do this. I started doing this maybe four or five years ago. So if you're listening to this and having a winter wedding, maybe grab some white tablecloths, yeah, throw them in there. Yourself. Yeah. 
bridesmaids have open-toed shoes you don't want them standing in cold frosty grass or whatever and their toes are getting wet and frozen and and it's miserable that white tablecloth you will not believe how much it does now with bridesmaids it's a little trickier because you don't have a train to cover it up um but even if you're shooting from the waist up shoot you know there's lots of ways around it but those are things to consider and then uh shout out to our <laughs> guess what i just thought of what we're together next weekend we are oh my god i just thought of it because i thought of our bride and groom when i was gonna say daylight savings because she was the one that yes. texted us and was like so about that three o'clock ceremony time <laughs> no first look here we are i know here we are now it's no, gonna be fine we, we have a plan out. yeah but we have a if plan. you're getting married after the second week of November, the sunset daylight savings time. As much gonna... as people want it to go away, it's here to stay. It is. They're never. Yeah. No, they're cool, never no. changing it. I actually, when I know that I have weddings and daylight savings time, that is, I gear them towards a three, or a three thirty at the latest for a ceremony. We're not going to do that anymore. Right. <laughs> We're Reminder not. Reminder for 2024. I know. <laughs> right. You have a whole year to plan now. We're... I have a whole, you have a whole year to plan. No, we, we laughed so hard. What we're laughing about is that we had <laughs> talked about that in our fall and winter episode. And then our bride for next week and texted us and was like, so about that three o'clock ceremony with no first look. And that's exactly when she's getting married. So yes. I look back on a wedding that we did. When you were working at a venue years ago, yes. um, and you knew exactly what one I was talking about, mm-hmm. I actually pulled the photos. This is crazy photographer moment. I pulled the photos and looked at the file info timestamp to see what time we had. Because <laughs> I was like, how did we make that work? Because their ceremony was actually a half hour later than our couple coming up. And I was like, how did we make this work? And what we did was we did bride by herself, bride with all the bridesmaids prior to the ceremony we did groom by himself and groom with all the groomsmen prior to the ceremony so that all we had left afterwards was full bridal party and bridegroom pictures and family formals of course yes so we had flipped and i had taken the couple we did full bridal party left them went over to the location we were going to take pictures we did bridegroom formals i mean i looked back it was it was golden hour the sun was coming the sun was coming down Right. And then we ran back and we did family formals, where usually I insist on doing family formals immediately after the ceremony because family scatters for cocktail hour. Yes. Um, we had and I'm retrieving it. them. Yes. Yeah. And then the planner's retrieving them, which, you know what? That's not true because you're one of the only planners that does that for me. See, I've heard that. And actually, at my big city wedding, I was struggling because the the cocktail hour is so even though it's the same building it was so such a far walk from ceremony venue to family and it was the same thing with like the sun going down too fast so we had to do family formals like basically last before cocktail hour was over. Wow, finding everyone and the photographer looked at me and she said, "You know, you're one of the only coordinator planners that I've ever had that's helped me mm-hmm. get the family." And I was like, "What? That is literally what you are there for, like." No, it never happens. We never see the planners. But and I'm glad that you shared that experience because sometimes my Hannah intrusive thoughts get a hold of me and I'm like, is it me? (laughs) Am I the problem? Am I too like much of a control freak that the the, the planners are just like, this chick is wild and she has a list. We're leaving. But no, I'm no, no. Yeah, I always hope this is like here. Here's the thing. If your family formals run late. Everything else runs late and my timeline is out the window and your timeline is out the window and we're, we're basically off schedule at that point. So I think if any way I can help assist to keep the train on the tracks, I need to do that. I don't know why you would keep, I don't, I see this a lot and I hate to be this way, but I do see a lot of planners. Um, I wouldn't say colleagues, but I notice a lot of other planners. Like it's very much like I'm doing my thing and the photographer is doing their thing. The video is doing their thing. The florist is doing their thing. No, no, no. When you are a planner or coordinator, honey, you are all of those vendors. You need to be in tune with them. Do you need to be hand-holding? Absolutely not. You need to let them do their thing, their timeline, and cohese your timeline to theirs. And just basically be there to assist because that is what that couple hired you to do, to be on the same page as a team with your vendors so that their day goes flawless. Boom. 
Mic boom. drop. Boom. 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 <laughs> you should see her. She's dancing. I cannot wait. We have New Year's resolution for what in the wedding. We have yes, to get video. We do. We, do. we want we to get, get video. video going. Yeah. But we'll get there. Yes. So that's our New Year's resolution. But what I, I was going to say is how do you – because I think that you did – did this to me this summer and you just do it so well and professionally that you don't realize it's happening because no one is perfect and Hannah is not Hannah is not perfect um Ashley is not perfect no I am not perfect but we like to create the the aura and the wedding day that everything is perfect the illusion yes so we had a summer wedding we had a summer wedding that I just remember and during family formals I turned around and you were very close like hello (laughs) and i'm thinking now you were trying to speed me up i think was i no i think you were looking back on the situation i turned around and you were like right there and i'm like oh do do you you need me to do something you were like no no continue on cocktail hours i think you were trying to speed me up without saying it i can't remember this (laughs) at all but but I think that is professionalism at its best. Yeah, you're basically like, hey, you've got like 15 more minutes. This is what we got. Yeah. Because I know it's hard for you too, like finding Uncle Joe and Aunt Susie right. that are, you know, right. getting their second right. old fashioned. You know what I mean? Having a good time. Right. And it again, no time. one's perfect. No, no, absolutely and not. I pride myself. You're on flying. time. Yeah. Hannah's Through fast, family y'all. formals. Yeah. And being on time and no one is late for cocktail hour. But like you said, sometimes I, I cannot control people. Exactly. And if people don't come or stay or like grandparents are a big one. I refuse to leave a wedding without getting a picture with the grandparents unless for some reason. I've never had a couple be like, I don't want a picture with grandma. Oh, right, right. Um, so like if we have to wait for them, we have to wait for them. But usually that means portrait time gets cut short for the bride and groom. I don't know. It's just that's a fine line. You also don't want your cocktail hors d'oeuvres to be cold. I don't. I don't know. What do you do? How do you professionally tell the photographer to get a move on? I think I'm always. I never really tried to. That's why when you said that, I was like, oh, I really try to never like get into telling any vendor what to do. I'll basically like, hey, just so you know, cocktail ends in 15 minutes, and we're still in family formals, <laughs> and the family hasn't gotten to cocktail hour so they'll catch like five minutes of the cocktail hour. like I'll hit it before 15 minutes I say 15 minutes because that's just the first thing it's usually about 30 minutes in that if I notice family formals are t- if family formals take longer than 30 minutes I know there's a problem mm-hmm. because you're the bride or had a small shot list yes what's the problem and I don't yes. I don't I don't mean that they're the problem but the problem is not that the photographer is taking their sweet time it's that the list was so extensive like 15 pages long yeah. that there's nothing that anyone can do about it so I usually ask my photographers that too um side note I've been getting a lot of photographers that are like do you have a shot list and I'm like hello am I the problem what in my 12 years, this has happened to me more this year than Ugh. any other wedding. So now this is added into my month meeting with my couples. Have you provided a shot list for your photographers? Because what is I, happening this year? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? I was like, that's just something I've never had to ask before. So now it's becoming a thing where I'm like, I want to see the shot list. Like, even I don't have to see it a month prior, but like I'll message that photographer, like, do you have your shot list? Because I have no idea who you need to get photos of. So that's just becoming a thing now. It's on my checklist. That's wild. See, I have trust issues. I don't care if you give me a shot list. I'm still going to need to talk to my couple. Absolutely. Yes. I don't know. I just need to hear from them. Well, and that's, I mean, that's really a part of your contract and like what your, and and my operating procedure. Yes. SOP. 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 <laughs> All right. Another thing that you, you as a planner have probably not considered is that snow, everyone thinks winter and everyone thinks dreary and not sunny. Well, guess oh, it's what? Bright. Snow on a sunny day is an absolute nightmare for a <laughs> photographer. Shiny, which when I saw that in your notes, I was like, uh... I didn't even see once again, things I do not think about. 
I'm like, oh, Hannah, it's beautiful out there. You're like, yeah, I'm not no. going to see anything. Because number one, everyone is squinting. Every Everyone is squinting. If you have blue eyes, fun fact, blue-eyed individuals, hazel-eyed, green-eyed individuals have more sensitive eyes genetically than brown-eyed people. So your brown-eyed friend can go without sunglasses at the beach and your hazel-blue, green-eyed friends cannot. It's True. a thing. True. So if my clients have light-colored eyes, we're in trouble. They're squinting. No one wants to be squinting in your wedding photos. So we have to do the one, two, three method. And what the one, two, three method is, is that they close their eyes and on three, they open them. So I start taking pictures at two and I'm like, da, 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 <laughs> as they open their <laughs> eyes, because so when they nice initially bright. open their eyes, they're going to have buggy eye, but then they're going to come back down to normal eye and they're going to squint. Hopefully you get normal eye. Right. So you have to wow, do that. That's stressful. Yeah. And also something to think about is that the white snow becomes a giant reflector. So if you're a dark and moody photographer, I can't even imagine how dark and moody photographers do snow because you just have one giant reflection of brightness. For my style, it works. But for my style, another issue is, is that have you ever taken a picture of the snow and anything that's on the snow is blown out? You can't see it. There's no detail. It's just white. It's a white white. blob. Well, guess what else is white? The dress. The dress. So you spent all this time getting all of the details of your wedding dress, and you picked it out, and it's beautiful and perfect, and now your photographer is fighting with holding the details because it's wanting to reflect all the light and blow all the details of your dress, so it's one big, giant, white blob. Yes. I did not think that, but it's so true. It's so pretty. And the pictures are gorgeous and magical and dreamlandish, but guess what? You're and I still struggle. I'm going almost a decade. And when we get snowy weddings, I'm just like, I have to really think about what I'm doing. Like I really right. I can't just go out there and be like, la da da, take yeah. pictures. <laughs> just taking pictures, not paying attention. I'm taking a picture, check, taking a picture, check. One, two, three, open your eyes, check. Oh, didn't get that one. One, two, three. And now we're also frozen and the wind is gusting and the hair is blowing and wow you just really do I like I just don't think of these things also I feel like for me and the couple I'm like oh my gosh it's snowing this is amazing like and I'm sitting there thinking I'm like oh the photographer is probably like that this is not good the snow's gonna go into my lens it's going to melt into the lens like it's I'm sure you can capture some photos but it's more difficult with the especially if it's windy and snowy the wind and we can go into a whole discussion about can your photographer use Photoshop because you're going to have hair blowing, veils. Don't forget to tuck those veils, ladies. Tuck it under your armpits. Tuck it and, you know, have your significant other put their hand around you and hold it in place behind you. Bring you know, don't yeah, smart. because if your photographer does not know Photoshop, you're you're not getting that fixed. Not all photographers know how to use Photoshop, and people don't know that. So Mm. many things to think of, especially if you have a photographer, once again, that doesn't know that. Those are just good tips and tricks. Like, everything, if it's windy, just think of the things that you don't want flying around in your pictures. I guess that's a good way to think about it. Yes. I have outtakes, actually, that I should share when we post this episode. Yeah, um, Of a bridal party that I took. I was doing the one, two, three method right when a a snow gust. And so, like, all their dresses and hair and everything is straight up and their faces are, like, I need to see this. This is the best. It's quite the outtake. But have you ever had a wedding where the weather was so bad that vendors or guests were late? Yes. Yes. Yep. Actually, it was here. It was in our area. And, um, I had probably about 50 guests that were, uh, about an hour and a half late and dinner had already begun. It was about 45 minutes into dinner. So it was like, they were trying to get seated and dinner was like, all dinner service was almost over. Thank God the venue was so great and like still was able to get their meals for them, but like, I looked at my couple and they're like, we have to go on. Like, I don't know what else yeah. to do. But I had guests just coming in and finding – it was really sad. I had that happen um, January 2021, but it but the roads were bad in the morning. I am a, er, I leave early always. Like, I just always arrive about 15 – at least 15 minutes early. But I, my husband had – he's the weatherman. 
and he's not a weatherman, <laughs> but he loves to track the weather. And yes. he had warned me, like, you better leave super early. So I did. And I was one of the only vendors that arrived on time. But I was like an hour. And a half. Like, I'm extreme, people. Um, I was like an <laughs> and hour. And it was like, hi, I'm it here. Ridiculous. But <laughs> the issue before. ran into is that the videographer was going to oh, be no. like an hour and a half late. And I was... I was in such a sticky situation. Like, do do I let my coverage suffer? Right. Because I need to wait for the videographer? Or do I just carry on and he just gets what he gets when he gets here? And I had to have that tough conversation with the bride. Like, here's where we're at. We need to get you ready and we need to get you yes. dressed. Yes. But the videographer is not here. And we can wait. But then you're not going to have the photos you want because we're not going to have time for that before the ceremony. And she ultimately decided, like, we're just going to do our normal schedule. And when he gets here, he gets here. And I did offer, and this is not required, people, so don't. I did offer the videographer, like, if you want some still shots, I will give you some still shots. um, And he didn't end up needing them. And the bride knew that they were going to be missing. uh, But I I felt like, you know, I'm a helper. And I felt like. Yeah, for sure. You were like, anything that I can do to help this person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. We're we're, we're good people, Hannah. We are. Every every once in a while that like evil Hannah comes out. (laughs) I mean, yeah, same. I mean, for sure. Especially when I'm trying to look for family members that have been having way too much to drink. And Ugh. I'm like, you have to be at the ceremony site right now. And they're like, whoa, actually changed. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm more worried about my couple. And I can right. see the frustration on their faces right. when their family or right. their friends aren't a part of helping right. keep things on time. They're getting frustrated because they want to have a good time. They're, right. uh, they're tired of being on a timeline. But do you ever find yourself later in the night going up to those people and be like hey i'm sorry i yelled earlier oh for sure for sure so i do it too (laughs) yeah especially the bridal party i'm like y'all hate me but you're gonna love me again one day one day you will um and they all we i just get so close with my bridal party and close family because they end up at the end of night like seriously actually thank you for even if you did get a little rough with us like we needed it we were like in our own zone not paying attention and this day is about those two and we just we were having too much fun. Like, they even are like, yeah. it's a good time. It's like a good camaraderie for sure. I always feel obligated to be like, I'm sorry I yelled at Oh, for sure. Ones. Yeah. But like you said, most of the time they're like, girl, we needed it. Like, we need, we, like, this we would never up. happen. But what are you going to do? Well, we have gone long today. We so have. That's okay. It's okay. Let's skip we love a Q&A winter. today and we will move it over to the next one. Love so. That. You've been listening to another episode of What in the Wedding. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get the updates when we release new episodes. And leave us all those stars. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or you can just email us at whatinthewedding at gmail.com. That's all one word with your thoughts and all your questions. See you next time. Bye. Bye.